I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Whatever business you're in, growth isn't just about getting bigger. At ADP, we believe it's about getting stronger by turning data into insights so you can build teams that work as teams. By using our AI technology to help catch payroll errors before their errors. And by keeping ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. ADP helps businesses like yours grow stronger every day. ADP, HR talent, time, and payroll. Johnny Dollar. Paul Peters, Johnny at Western Indemnity Company. Oh, hiya, Paul. How's the weather out there in the City of the Angels? Johnny. Yeah? Can you come out here right away? Uh, what's up? Well, put it this way. How would you like to give some much-needed help in the race for outer space? Oh, well, if you mean take a ride in one of those experimental space capsules... No, uh, I mean... Thanks, Paul, but I'll stay in the cheering section for a while. No, I mean put a stop to the trouble that's threatening to... But, Johnny, we have no proof. No proof at all. No proof of what? That these deaths were anything but accidental. That they weren't incidental to something much bigger. Paul... But if you can find out who's in back of them, who's in back of all this... Hey, look, will you start making sense? What? The race for outer space, remember? Yes, Johnny, and you know it's important. Yeah, and I take it some company, some client of yours has a hand in it. Yes. But they're having trouble. Yes. Why? Because although there's no proof, I think I'm convinced, Johnny. Yeah? Well, come on, Paul. All right. Sabotage. Oh. Yes, Johnny. Sabotage. <laughs> CBS Radio brings you Bob Bailey in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Western Indemnity Company, Los Angeles office. Following his account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the flask of death matter. Expense account item one, $180.40 for a plane to New York, then one of the big jets to Los Angeles. 
Item 2, 570 for a cab to Paul Peters' office on Wilshire Boulevard on the strip they call the Miracle Mile. I've arranged a rental car for you, Johnny, so you can get on up there right away. On up where, Paul? And, and you still haven't told me what this is all about. Look here at this detailed map. Just above Santa Barbara. Here. Uh, hey, it looks like that road runs off into the ocean. And a high bluff overlooking the ocean is the Bar Bar Manufacturing Company. Bar Bar? From the names of doctors Joseph L. Barham and Ralph T. Barnwell. They're a couple of top-rate scientists. So what are they build? Spaceships? Ostensibly, they make small aircraft components. But actually, well, after they were dropped from governmental service, they begged and borrowed a lot of money to set up a little plant. And they've developed a capsule that sure will enable an city to return from outer space. Kind of competing with the government, aren't they? Barman and Barnwell are determined to prove that private enterprise can accomplish more than a lot of inter-service wrangling can. Uh, more power to them. And if they can prove their rescue capsule works, they'll make millions, Johnny. Literally millions. Well, I should think so. Naturally, we, as their insurance company, will benefit, too. So far, though, it's cost us a lot of money. Oh, how, Paul? Insurance policies on a couple of their key men who died recently under most peculiar circumstances. Yeah, how? During the testing of this device, but nobody seems to know exactly how or why those men died. Now, if you can find out for us... Yeah, well, I can try. Barm and Barnwell don't want you up there poking around, Johnny, but I've insisted on it, so they're expecting you. I see. So, will you get on up there right away? Sure, why not? Thanks to a good freeway system, I arrived at the Bar Bar plant shortly after 2 p.m. One of the guards led me onto a long steel platform that stuck far out over a wide cove at the edge of the ocean. At the end of it, surrounded by a lot of complicated machinery, attended by half a dozen men, was Dr. Ralph Barnwell at the controls of a gigantic hoist. A long, heavy steel cable on it was pulling something out of the deep waters of the cove. Much to my surprise, Dr. Barnwell didn't seem to resent my presence at all. Yes, Dollar. Here comes the space capsule. The test has to be successful. Say, uh, tell me, Dr. Barnwell. Twice before it was plunged and fired into this deep hole at the edge of the ocean under conditions relating a return from outer space. Everything within the capsule functioned perfectly. The tests were a complete success, except for one thing. And what's that? For no apparent reason, for no reason at all. Yeah. The man inside it was dead. I see. Easy now. Lower, Doc. Yes. Uh, all right, now. Ready on the cradle. And that's why, Mr. Dollar, that's why my partner, Dr. Joseph Barham, insisted on making... insisted on making this test himself. All right, men. Release the pressure so we can open the door of the capsule. All ready? Good. Good. All right, now, come on, Dollar. Yourself, uh, yes, yes, I'll open it. Uh, stand aside, stand aside, man, so the we can... All right, now, Dr. Barton, did you... Joseph. Doctor. Like... Like the others, sir. Dr. Barham's dead. Oh, 
right yourself, Dollar. There, there was nothing, nothing inside that capsule that could possibly have killed Joseph Barnes. Yeah, well, now, maybe the autopsy will, uh, doctor? Yes, of course. We'll have an autopsy, the same as we had on the other two men who died this way, but I know what the findings will be. What, sir? Asphyxiation. But I tell you, it's impossible. If the atmosphere inside it became insufficient or faulty for any reason at all, it would have shown up on the tape recordings that we so carefully checked over. And these young scientists we employed don't miss anything, Dollar. Well, what about a poisonous gas of some kind in there? Poisonous gas? Well, three of these in a row, Doctor. It looks kind of deliberate, doesn't it? The presence of any known poisonous gas would have been recorded, too. Any known poisonous gas? What? Well, isn't that what you said, Doctor? And with all the people in the world who'd like to see you fail with a rescue capsule, don't you think a few of them might be clever enough to make up something you couldn't spot? You're talking about some spy, that sort of nonsense? Is it nonsense? Nothing could be placed in that capsule without our knowing about it. You're pretty sure of all the people you have working here? Of course we are, as sure as we can be. Yeah? And what's more, if anything, any device had been placed in the capsule to release this, this poisonous gas you're talking about... We'd have discovered it when we opened the capsule. We'd have smelled traces of it. Well, maybe. And maybe it sounds wild, Doctor, but have you considered the possibility of the man himself in there releasing some kind of... Dr. Barham, a suicide? No. Good heavens, no. All right, how was a breathable atmosphere provided inside that thing? Two oxygen tanks, primarily, and a minus-pressure tank system containing a CO2 absorption unit, plus, uh, of course... Well, what's been done with the oxygen tanks that were aboard? Why, they... Probably been returned to the storeroom where they can be made ready for the next test. You're not sure? I tell you, Dollar, the presence of any poisonous gas. Any known poisonous gas, remember? You know that rescue capsule inside and out, don't you? Every square inch. Even the most minute detail. Well, I know nothing about it, but, Doctor, that might be an advantage in my investigation. What? Because I have no preconceptions about why or how some device couldn't be put aboard. I'm afraid I don't follow So, maybe I'm just the one to find out how it was. But that doesn't... Also, I have a strange little hunch I'd like to follow up. Do you believe in hunches, Doctor? Hardly. As a scientist, I... But, Mr. Dollar, if your hunch can result in finding the killer among us... Maybe it will, Doctor. Maybe it will. shot and I knew it. But my hunches usually pay off. Dr. Barnwell promised no interferences and gave me a pass that would get me by his security guards to any department or laboratory in the place. I talked with some of his bright young scientists and engineers and other technicians, not because I expected to get anything from them, and I didn't, but to hide my real purpose. Then I wandered into the storeroom where the oxygen cylinders were kept. I talked to a rather dull-wooded character named Pete Prosser. Just about to empty out these here little oxy bottles and go home. I'll... Say, didn't I see you up there on the dock with Dr. Barnwell this afternoon, Mr. Dollar? Yeah, yeah, that's right, Pete. And uh, aren't you the one who opened some of the valves on the outside of that capsule just before Dr. Barnwell opened the door of it? Well, release valves, they call them, Mr. Dollar. Yeah. I open them up real slow so as to let the inside pressure get what you call equalized with the outside air. Or to release whatever was inside that killed him. Oh, what'd you say, Mr. Dollar? Um... 
Pete, uh, where do the oxygen bottles come from that are used to provide an atmosphere in that uh, capsule? Right here in my storeroom, Mr. Dollar. Oh, you fill them up yourself? From a master cylinder of the stuff, something like that, huh? Oh, no, sir. I only issue them out when I get the orders, Mr. Dollar. I guess they don't think i got brains enough for anything much else. But I really have, Mr. Dollar. i got a lot of... Well, who does fill them up for use? Well, now, that's a funny thing, Mr. Dollar. I don't exactly know. You don't know? But it must be some of the scientists they got all around here. For all I know, Mr. Dollar, is they're always full and ready when I get the orders to deliver plastic number so-and-so-and-so-and-so up to the dock. I come down here and get them and then help install them. Uh Uh-huh. What happened to the bottles that we used this afternoon? Well, the first thing we done, Mr. Dollar, was check them out up there on the dock. Check them out? Well, sure, Mr. Dollar, to be sure they still had pressure in them in case they're running out was what killed poor Dr. Barham. Oh. But it wasn't. On account of they still had plenty of pressure. You emptied them up there? Oh, no, sir, Mr. Dollar. That's what I was going to do when you come here just now. Uh, hey, you see them here on this rack? Uh, yeah, what have you hooked them up to? Uh, that pipe through the ceiling there, what's that? Oh, that's the exhaust, you see, I just want to open this valve, and they empty out in the air where they can't cause no explosion or No, 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 wait. Close that valve. Oh, sure. <laughs> Only we can't fill them up fresh if we don't empty them first. Hey, uh, Pete, uh, well, listen, Pete. Yes, sir, Mr. Dollar. Well, uh, I've kept you after hours, and I'm sorry for that. Oh, that's all right. So, uh, why don't you run along, and I, uh, well, I'll take care of emptying these flasks for you, huh? Well, now, that's real nice of you, Mr. Yeah, Dollar. Yeah, sure, I... sure. I'll see you in the morning. Yes, sir. Well, good night, Mr. Dollar, and thank you, sir. When he was gone, I tore over to one of the laboratories I'd visited earlier. There I borrowed a couple of healthy-looking white mice. Then back to the storeroom. I hooked a tube onto each of the oxy bottles and slowly fed the contents, supposedly pure oxygen, into the cage with the mice. Well, for a while, they cavorted about very merrily, and I wondered if for once my hunch had been a wrong one. But then, suddenly, the mice keeled over, lay there, gasping for breath. And by the time I could shut off the valve, both of them were stone dead. Now I knew how Dr. Barham and the others had been killed inside the space rescue capsule. But by whom? And more important at the moment, why? And then I remember the old Latin phrase, cui bono, who benefits? answer came so easily I could have kicked myself. But how to prove all this? Well, maybe if I took the lethal oxygen tanks up to Dr. Barnwell's office and... Hmm. Maybe there was a better way. Yeah. A little less dangerous. Yes, come in. Oh, come in, Mr. Dollar. Hi, Doctor. Well, as long as you're still around, why don't we have dinner together? And what's that you have there? Oh, it's uh, just one of the oxygen bottles that was taken off the rescue capsule this afternoon. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll sit here by the door. May I ask why? Well, because I think the valve has developed a leak, and I just thought you ought to know about it. The valve? It leaks? Sure. Did you hear it? Uh, yes. Yes, well, uh, then we'd best get it out of here. Oh, no, no, that's all right. Sit down, Doctor. I want to talk with you. Yes, but uh, a lot of... Uh, Additional oxygen in here. If uh, if you were to forget and light a cigarette, light a match. I won't forget. Probably wouldn't do a thing anyway. Now, Mister. You know, I'm... in spite of your nice reception, I uh, I understand you didn't want me to come up here and poke around. Well, I'm sorry if you got that impression. It's probably because Doctor Barman. I... Refreshing. Did you? 
Why, yes, we, we did, because we... Because we the uh, security boys found out some things about you they didn't like? I know that's ridiculous. Doctor, I'm not going to beat around the bush any longer. I should have known there was something phony about your ordering the pressure released in that capsule before you'd opened it up this afternoon. What? It was really to dissipate the poison gas, and it wasn't. What poison gas? Mr. Dollar, I told you my opinion of your poison gas theory earlier. Uh, but now, about this flask of oxygen you Doctor, offered, you... now that the capsule works, it's worth millions, isn't it? Works? By killing three good men? The first two, I suspect, were to convince everybody it was accidental. What? Sure. So nobody'd be suspicious when Dr. Barham... Dollar. Yeah. Leaving everything to you, millions. What is this nonsense? And, uh, listen, about this leaky bottle of oxygen... Well, now, why yeah. get so upset about I'm it? I'm not upset. Then sit down. No, I... Doctor, no, I... I said sit down. What do you mean? Done? Yes, sir, that's right. Now move over so I can call the police to come and pick you up for murder. No, you can't move it. And listen, listen to me. Well, listen, we, we, we must get out of here quickly. Oh, I'm in a hurry. Now, Dr. Oh, Barnwell... listen, that flask there by the door leaking the gas in oh, here... I thought it was harmless oxygen. It is, of course it is. Only just... Please, please, let me out Dr. you try to move and I'll pull this trigger so... Yeah, but that gas... That, that hydrogen oxygen gas. Oh, is that what you really put in that harmless-looking little flask? Yes. The Dollar. same slow-acting gas you used to kill your partner and the other two, huh? Yes, yes. Then you admit yes, it, huh? Yes, yes. I killed him. I killed Byron to get the plant for myself. You'll Please, put that Dollar. in writing? Anything. Anything. But let me out before the gas kills me, too. I, I can feel it now. We're too late, Dollar. We're too late. Oh, stop Blubbering and get up on your feet. Too late, we'll die. Wrong, Doctor. The flask isn't one of those out of the capsule. What? No, no. I pulled this one off the shelf. All it holds is pure oxygen. I hope. I don't know, of course, but I suspect the government will take over. Maybe they'll have something in that space rescue capsule. But as for money, royalties... Well, I'm sure that Barnwell won't be able to spend much in prison. Expense account total, including a couple of days and nights in Santa Barbara and a trip back to Hartford. Thing enjoyment. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. We have a story that's called The Holy Unexpected Matter. And believe me, the title fits. Yeah, it involves a wild trip across the country in search of a killer. A killer who just happens to be looking for me. Who apparently knows more about my plans and where I'm going than I do myself. All of which leads up to a really unexpected twist at the end of the yarn. I think you'll like this one. Like it a lot. So join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, originates in Hollywood and is written, produced, and directed by Jack Johnstone. Heard in our cast were Paul Duboff, Parley Bear, G. Stanley Jones, Forrest Lewis, Tom Hanley, and Phil James. Be sure to join us next week, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.